supermarket special in honor of E3. Make sense of that. <laughs> the supermarket of video games. Yeah. Except you can't buy anything. Exactly. True. Sure. Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I have returned. I am Ben Nova. Joining me, the people you heard last week, taking over my role, Mr. Adil Kerji. Welcome to Tanked Up. (laughs) Hi, it's Tanked Up. Hello, it's Tanked Up. I don't know what what got into my head if there was was a hello. I think it was just listening to too many other podcasts. I said podcasts. Podcasts. Yep, this is why Ben starts everything off and not at all. Uh, oh, and who else is here? He says, getting all the attention off of himself. <laughs> Completely. And we are joined by Lucy Ewart. Hello. Sorry for derailing last week. I'm the one hour and 45 minute podcast, but I actually don't do think best. you derailed, but we just didn't have Ben to keep us. Yeah, that's true. It was quippy. good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was some oh, nice good. extended conversations. You were, you were right, and for, you know, the last. Sort of 45 minutes, you did repeat yourself continuously. You only said the same three sentences. <laughs> That's not true. I edited it. <laughs> it. It's not true. It's not true at all. It was a very excellent podcast. I enjoyed it Thank very you. much. Um, this week. Yeah, Ben's the got, biggest fan. It's true. I'm the biggest fan of the podcast episode that I wasn't on. Yes. This week, we have two beers each. Lucy and I have got the same beer. Adol has slightly different beers. Yes. But that's fine, because we have all got our beers from supermarkets. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But this episode, as our next one may also be, is going to be an E3 special, because it's in like two weeks. It's about the yeah, 12th two weeks. of June-ish. It actually starts something. early. It's like, doesn't it start on the 10th? On EA the 10th, bloody hell. Up. Yeah, but e, that's not E3. Uh, that's EA's, oh, I forget what they call it. Pre-free. EA's event. EA Play? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. But then you have yeah. everything on the Sunday as well, Bethesda and Microsoft. Oh, it's weird this yeah. year, but hey, longer E3, I'm happy. Longer E3, and it's open to the general public this year as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that should be super interesting. So maybe that's why it's a little bit longer. They've had to add extra time to mill through think, all those additional people. I think people. the actual times you can get in, like, like, the show floor is still just only... Tuesday to the Thursday or something. Right. But everyone's having conferences before. So. And yeah. their own, obviously, little, oh yeah, you can come play Doom in VR or something like that and at everybody else's conference. But yeah, I think. You can come and play the demo for Doom, even though the game's already released. And then it's only out for a week, so you know. Yeah. Hey. Oh. <laughs> but, but also, the, the demo is, uh, is going to just be the multiplayer, which was written by an entirely different team. It was. That multiplayer was not good. It's terrible. It's why I didn't touch the game until I think Lucy and uh, my buddy Aaron both insisted it was great. And then I played the first two levels and I'm like, this is great. And then I forgot all about it and I haven't touched it since, much to the chagrin of, well, no one really. Well, uh, me. Lucy, definitely yeah. Lucy. I don't think she was chagrined, she's just disappointed. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the constant theme with me and you, Adil. Yeah. Constant disappointment. Right, let's open these first beers up. Um, Lucy and I, we are drinking the New World IPA from Northern Monk Brewing Company. 
Um, it's it's one of their core range of beers, isn't it? You, you do see yeah. this everywhere, but we've never had it on the podcast, and we thought it would be an interesting beer to have because Morrison's have started stocking it, and Northern Monk Brewing Company um, wrote a blog essentially saying, we're partnering up with Morrison's to produce four packs of the New World IPA, and only Morrison's, because I assume through their extensive research of supermarkets, they decided that Morrison's have the same morals, ideology, um, business Probably more model, like a consumer perhaps. footprint and none of the <laughs> other stuff, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, you can still find individual cans of the New World IPA in loads of um, like bottle shops, and I think Marks and Spencers as well. Uh, yeah, I've definitely seen Northern Monk yeah. stuff there. Nice, nice. But to um, be fair to Morrison's, I mean, they, they're probably one of the main, you know, high streets market ones that have actually started to, like, dock, like, in a good way, um, lots of craft beers, so. Yeah. I mean, they're all coming along, but, like, Tesco and, as you say, Marks and Spencers, but I have seen more of a push, maybe, from Morrison's more than anyone else, so maybe that's why they found Definitely. That's that's where I found the um, Iron Maiden beer, which we reviewed an episode, mm. insert episode title here. <laughs> yes. Um, so, of course, it, it's clear by the quality of that that your statement's correct. <laughs> well, they, they've oh. always had uh, a big sort of like ale and bitter yeah. range. They've definitely had they... a variety of smaller breweries, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they have, in the last few weeks, extended their craft beer range. I noticed that they had a couple of new ones from uh, Brooklyn. Mm. They mm. also had um, the the Chiron and the Jaipur from Thornbridge, oh, which right. were sort of instant buys as soon as I saw them. Um, I, I know the beer that you're going to drink as well, Adol, they stock. Mm, yeah, which is... What is that beer? How are you? You just interrupted my segue with your segue. Sorry. I think that cancels out to no good segue. It does. Well, it definitely cancels it out is this conversation about segues. Yes. Um, yes. It is the Wolf Warning Double Brew Lager from um, Sweden. It's a double brew lager, and that's basically all it really says. It's a light lager and a dark ale brewed separately but matured together, 5.3%. And it's a very busy businessman wolf in a field standing at a wolf crossing um by busy i mean it's just very intricate and detailed drawing yeah that's that's it'd be really interesting to see what that's like it's two differently brewed beers sort of put together to to mature together um before we jump onto that one lucy this this oh. northern monk new world ipa 6.2 percent um i assume you've had it before yeah i have but to be honest it's not one of those i immediately rush to pick up but i think it's been maybe about a year or something since i've had this last um even though it's their core range but yeah it's mm. really nice i mean at 6.2 percent it very much tastes like a session ipa it's like like it's like all these typical hazy uh yep. you know yep. northeast um america like ipa session ipas it's um pretty much light gold in color um, it's, it's 50 IBUs, and so it's quite bitter as well, which I actually mm. like. But um, I can see people not considering it such a session IPA because of its bitterness. But I really like it. I should I should pick this up more often. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's full of flavour, isn't it? It's got those big yeah. tropical flavours, full of mango. It's a really, really good bit. It's, I know you said it's it's quite bitter, but it's not too bitter. Mm. Um, I, I, I'd had one earlier um, and I had it straight out of the fridge. And it being really cold, because it had been in the fridge since this morning, uh, I think actually pulled a little bit of the flavour out. So for this oh. one, I've left it out of the fridge when I grabbed that other one for the last hour. And it's much better. Uh, yeah, slightly, you get, slightly you get not more, warm, but not mm. a really cold sort of, you know, whatever my fridge is set at type temperature. Yeah, when it's too cold, it, I mean, the flavour of the hops doesn't come through as much. So, yeah, probably taking this out of the refrigerator like you did for a few, uh, about half an hour, maybe, at most. Mm. Probably would do it well for good. But, yeah, I don't know, because this is... I wouldn't say it's flown under my radar because I've obviously had it before, but just tasting everything like nowadays is like this surge of like IPAs, hazy IPAs especially as well, that are just full of tropical fruits and everything. Mm. This feels like one of the OGs, doesn't it? And it's like it, it does. completely it does. flew under my radar for so long. So Yeah, I think I'd, I'd had one like you, Lucy, a, a mm. while ago, at least a year ago. And I suppose just because new beer is pumped out constantly you kind of unless it's in the supermarket and it's a quick buy mm. when you sort of see it you, you kind of ignore it a little bit uh, and oh, yeah. you know when you go to the bottle shop you pick up the beers you haven't seen before the ones that look interesting the special editions the seasonals those types of things so it's nice to have it or to have this level this quality beer sort of available within, you know, 30 yards of my house yeah. almost. <laughs> Good, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like um, uh, like the brew dogs. I, I almost never reach for them when I go shopping mm. unless there, there's nothing. Like, like um, when I used – in my old place, I used to live close to a Sainsbury's, and that was the only real decent beer they had. So if I really felt like a beer and didn't want to go very far slash – Corks of Cotton was closed, um, I, I would just go there and buy that. And it's sort of – it's like um, – Oh, it's like your your solid backup plan, your second yeah, stream. Yeah. Not because necessarily it's bad, but because especially given I think the podcast has just compounded the need to try the new things in a way that I used to be quite content with um, a nice tasty beer and, and having it again. Now I see something new. It's like, oh, I got to try it. Or weirdly, mm. I got to try it. Oh, I've bought it. I should wait and leave it in the cover for two weeks just in case we're going to try it on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also much. noticed that yours was that you built up almost two fingers of head, both of you on your pour. Does it taste super carbonated, or was that just on I the pour? Mine wasn't, no. to be honest. Yeah, it's got it's still lacing on the glass, um, mm. but yeah, not at all for me. It, it seems just right. Got that hoppiness, that spritziness, but it doesn't seem too gassy or overcarbonated or anything. No, I, I completely agree. Mine's mine's exactly the same. Adol, how was the? I can't remember what it was called. Wolf. Beer, the wolf pack, wolf man, wolf wolf warning, <laughs> double brew lager. Nice from Sweden. I don't know why I'm using this voice. <laughs> Definitely not a Swedish voice <laughs> or a wolf Swedish. voice. Uh, um, it's um, it's it smells like a lager, but it does have that um, slight maltiness you get with it with it with a darker ale. So it mm. sort of does smell like what what's on the on the packet, so to speak. Okay. But just on the sweetness, the rest is like a nice, inoffensive, not too nutty smelling lager smell. Yeah, I mean, whilst you're tasting through the the magic of um, oh wow webcams, it looks very flat. 
it, it yeah it did not that's actually why i um commented earlier on yours because uh, i expected this to have a lot more bubbles and it barely produced um i would say like three quarters of a finger of head on the pour and that yeah. almost immediately disappeared yeah and it, it's only been sitting for a couple of minutes and you bear you'll barely see a bubble go yeah is mm. it very is it very clear i mean it looks clear from where i am yeah yeah, yeah it's completely transparent yeah yeah, that always clear. worries me. Fears. I, I don't know what it is. Finish. It's because you've, you've been conditioned. That by is the conditioning the hazy ones, of modern yeah. beers to be <laughs> hazy. Yeah, but um, they, they just worry me. <laughs> <laughs> like they're going to do something to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like like that pesky water yeah. stuff. Super clear that, and never trust it either. <laughs> um, I suppose does it does it stem from um, you know like your more traditional English. Ales and beers, you know, you get a lot of, bitters, of those like yeah. Best and Speckled Hen and stuff, which are super clear, super yeah. transparent. Yeah. yeah, and there's there's obviously a reason for that, which we won't get into, but like, because that's what people view as good, pure beers, like the fact yeah. that, yeah. you know, they've been filtered to death a hundred mm-hmm. times over, yeah, and that's what makes them good, but it just concerns me. So, what, so what's the, what do you the say, Dil? Yeah, what's it's, the verdict? It's inoffensive. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a good lager, is how I would class it. Um, it it has nice, good lager tastes. The I'm still thrown off by the lack of carbonation, but it does allow some of the, the. It's sort of the depth of the lager taste to come out. It's mostly the lager taste, and like I said, even even just like on the nose, that slight um, sweetness from from the the ale um, is in there, but very slight. But it's very mm. drinkable. Um, nice. I'm glad I poured it fresh from the fridge. I think it, um, although I'm going to be, cu- I'm curious about later on by the end of the final sips, whether it's going to have much of a taste difference, but so far it just tastes, um, like a unique lager, but unique in the sense of it's slightly different, not like, wow, this is totally different. So it's still Ooh. very much like a lager. So you, if you were in the mood for a lagery beer, I would definitely go for this, um, especially in the supermarket because you're not going to find much else on the lager side of things that's not you know heineken no not even heineken stella berg and i i have just had a uh, it's just been the bank holiday weekend um we visited family and the fridge was full of heineken there were some of the audi um range of collaboration beers in there as well that my mum's partner had um had picked up but we started because it was really hot. And we had a barbecue and we started on the Heineken's Very actually nice. just I as a, on a, a quick, hot day, refreshing beer. They're not yeah. that bad. They, they get the job done. You know, when yeah, you, when you need a beer, they get the job done, yeah. you know, if there's nothing else. And but it was nice to go to a decent pale ale afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're at the pub with a bunch of friends, or and you're going out dancing, sorry, to the club. I don't, I don't remember the names of these things in all the countries I've lived in. Well, we're all over twenty one. None of us do that anymore. Oh <laughs> man, man. I'm gonna go dancing one of these days. I haven't been in ages. I've never been dancing in Bristol, actually. Knees are too weird. old for it, man. Anyway, um, so uh, what was I saying? <laughs> Oh, if you're at the pub and you're or like, and you're just you're drinking, you know, a few rounds in short succession, succession with your friends, and you're just really just having some beers. I don't mind a Heineken. I think my time in the Netherlands uh, acclimatized my palate that way. It's brewed somewhere else here, though. Yes, that's right. 
Yeah, and it, it does taste worse here, but not <laughs> as bad as the stuff brewed in Canada for North America. That stuff's okay. awful. Well, Ooh. awful. It's just more generic. Anyway, um, excellent. I don't Less mind said it. about that then. Yeah, it's probably my favorite of the like the widely uh, available beer. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, good. So, um, supermarkets, craft beer. Who knew? I know. Oh. It, 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 I think I was going to ask ask you both a question, but I think I know the answer. Surely, it can only be a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, completely. getting. Getting different beers, getting a good variety of beers, not just the standard sort of ales and bitters that supermarkets have, you know, regularly um, stocked. It's good to have this this craft push and to oh, definitely. And, and it's nice to have beers from people like Thornbridge and even Brooklyn and stuff in there because you're getting beers from a little bit further afield. You know, you and I, Adel, drink a lot of Bristol brewed beers because we go to the bottle shop and they are sort of center stage yeah you have you know you have beers from other places um oh another to be one honest, though because the bottle shops aren't that big you you do and there's so much variety in this town it's really easy for them to not find a bristol beer <laughs> um yeah because yeah. they're just they're just still pl- plentiful like they're churning out new types um there's clearly a demand um and yeah it's reasonably cheap because of transportation costs. Oh, yeah, and that, that's part of it as well. It has definitely dropped the the price of some of the beers you're buying in the bottle shop, which it, it is good and it isn't good. You know, you want to support your smaller independent bottle shops, so you get those nice special editions, you get those limited run beers, you get beers from yeah. further afield that they have got in. But when you know you can pick up like a Jaipur or one of the Brewdog range even um, Morrison's have started stocking Stone um, from Berlin. Yeah, a, yeah. A couple of their beers as well. Uh, and, and, you know, their cans in the bottle shop are like 2 50 something like that. In Morrison's, it's, it's £1.60, £1.70. Yeah, £1.80, yeah. Exactly. Right. And you can you can buy three beers, whereas in the, you know, the independent bottle shop, you can just buy two. So it's great for the consumer to have a slightly lower price. It's great for them to have a variety. And hopefully it's good for the brewer who aren't, dropping their prices too much because they're selling on, you know, mass market yeah. now. Standard, um, uh, large, large amount, yeah. smaller margin. I just, I just hope it doesn't Economies eat of scale. into, yes. Yeah. I just don't want it to eat into bottle shops essentially. Yeah. Um, I've never been to an eat in bottle shop. Sounds messy. Um, <laughs> it is <It's> very <laughs> messy. I, I really was just gonna, not going to say that joke, and I saw you taking a big sip. I'm like, oh, <laughs> we've never had someone do a spit take. We've only had beer spills. Um, it wasn't well, hopefully I don't a joke do a spit spill. take because I'm looking at the looking at the laptop, so it might be yeah. just as disastrous. Um, I, I think also it's useful to know that um, sometimes you're you're in the store and you buy something you've never seen on a whim, and I'm hoping this will really help um, people try craft beers. And mm. some of them will try it and be like, oh, I like this beer, and not consider the sort of class of beer um, it comes from. Like, that, that, oh, it turns out I might like other craft beers, but they'll mm. still be buying more craft beer, even if it's just from the one. And that's never a bad thing. So not only is it great for us as consumers, I think it's really great because it'll actually get good beer in the hands, in the mouths of, of, of people who sort of just haven't had the exposure. Sure, sure. Lucy, have you got any final thoughts on supermarkets no, and beer? No, I'd just be echoing everything that you lot have said. Like, more of a reach, more people try it. 
more people like it, more people end up going to specialist bottle shops to find more. And, yeah. You know, they'll do And, and other brewers too, not just more. Yeah, yeah. So only a good thing. Plus, when I see different beers in, like, my Tesco, I'm just over the moon. Like, even just one extra new brewery that I like. Is that, is that Blue Moon? <laughs> I actually had a Blue Moon today, so yeah. I did see I that. <laughs> yeah, there, was a, but... there was a swift, uh, untapped check-in on the <laughs> yeah. old Blue Moon at about, what, about half ten this morning? Oh, wow. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it's a bit late for me, usually. <laughs> Good, good. Games. Yes. Games? E3. Yeah, Ooh, let's go. I have one, a, a game announcement I, I've been meaning to say for two weeks. Really quickly, uh, I mentioned on our Slack, but I did finish Adventure Capitalist. I have all the achievements, and yeah. I did let it run overnight <laughs> just to get to 420 hours because I found that amusing. But I then uninstalled it and will never play it again because I hid it in my Steam library. That's what you say. Nice. Just wait. Nice. Give them a week. No, <laughs> it was definitely not really that fun near the end. It was just that, like, a lot of it was just, I'm going to check in to, to finish it off. Yeah. The grind yeah. in the end. Yeah. Also, Which is hilarious, you know, it's literally just a grind of a game. Like, there's no more gameplay but grind, but it felt grindy in, yeah. in a bad way, suddenly. Yeah. Game. Adventure really... capitalism, well, be free. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, people shouldn't is. really know what 420 is. Unless they're naughty, naughty people. E3. I yes, lived in Amsterdam. Good. It was legal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why don't we all live in Amsterdam? Anyway. <laughs> Plenty of reasons. Um, yeah, well, that's that true. might yeah, take a little true. too much extra time. Uh, my number one reason is they didn't give me the PhD positions I applied to. And Bristol did. That's fair enough. The reason I don't live there is because I've never tried to. E3. <laughs> Games. This week we're going to concentrate. I thought you were the one who was supposed to keep things from being derailed, but we can oh, derail nearly as much. I've had a week off. Last I've had a week off. What's going rusty. on? Um, it's true. I am very rusty. Uh, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo. They are the three that I think we're going to chat about this week because we've got another week before E3 kicks in, so we can talk about you know the other conferences. But these guys were always considered sort of the big three of E3. You know, being the the, the big three um, system developers and hardware developers. You, you do have um, a, a PC gamer conference, which has been really shaky for the last couple of years, but we, we'll talk about that next week as well. We're lumping them in with yeah. you know your Ubisofts and your EAs and everybody else that's well, going to do something. But isn't that E3? Well, they kind of are. We'll talk yeah. about them. So, <laughs> we're going to give you, I suppose, our predictions, our wants... Things we'd like to see from Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. I know, Lucy, that you have done or you are doing a, a special Out of Rupees episode for your um, yes. of, I suppose, extended thoughts on Nintendo at some point. I am, um, and I'm just going to give a bunch of cynical answers as in <laughs> Nintendo. I'm not going to do anything surprising, and they're just going to keep it by the book, and that's it. Oh, yeah. I was going to start um, with you with Nintendo and I don't expect you to say, this is what they are going what, what, to do and I'm going to be happy about what, it. What, um, what, what, when you say by the book, if someone didn't know what by the book Nintendo was, how would you quickly fill them in? No Metroid. They've, they've, yeah, no Metroid. No, <laughs> yeah, that's it, no, that's no, no, no titles that, that we book. people actually care about. Probably <laughs> some crappy spin-off of Metroid. But I think they've already announced um, their plans. They're having a Nintendo Direct and some 
a treehouse live and having arms tournament and spoon two tournament. Um, I don't think they're going to do anything different. I mean, Nintendo aren't full of surprises anymore. That no. I mean, they 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 announced that they were putting out a new console two years before even yeah. the first like reveal of it was. So I don't think they're in the business of doing surprises. They're not like a Sony or even a Microsoft like like with backwards compatibility like two years ago or something. Like that. They're not. I just don't think they're in that sort of business anymore. So. I, I don't think see them doing anything. Nintendo, they do mm. so many directs as well through the year mm. that you're kind of almost always up to date with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So, so my my only really prediction for Nintendo is they are still not going to have anything in place for their online functionality or virtual console by the time mm. E3 closes. That's my prediction. Yeah. yeah, no, fair, no fair. big virtual console. No, online I don't think there's going to be any of that. I no. also think that we're not going to see. Um, I, I honestly don't even think we're going to see much more gameplay from the stuff that we saw nothing of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they might. They'll say something about the Zelda DLC. Um, they'll probably be more with Arms because the Arms has been doing these betas. Um, yep. Uh, and yeah, and split. I think yeah, it's just going to be Arms Splatoon two, and I think most of it will be. Um, I think most of their effort will be putting switches on the floor to get people to play them, so that they'll wait for months until they're in stock and then buy them. I don't think they're really looking at this any differently. I think, as you said, their Nintendo Directs are clearly where they put the the effort in. Oh, this is you know technically a Nintendo Direct. It's clearly not the best news cycle to do anything great. I'd love to. If I had my my druthers, I'd love for them to, you know, announce or actually just show more gameplay uh, in some of the games that are coming and announce, you know, that there will be more than an indie game a week until Christmas, if that. But I just don't think... I think it'll just be a lot of JRPGs that I don't know anything about. I'd really like to try and play a Fire Emblem game on the Switch. Mm, I wouldn't... I wouldn't at all. <laughs> I, I noticed they've like just got a five on the Switch, but I don't see why yeah, I would yeah, ever get I actually they downloaded do, the it? demo for that. Mm. I, I, I loaded it up for what it was, because I didn't know what Disguify was before oh, that was. Anything Disguify. I loaded it up, three seconds, uninstalled it. I was like, this is some strategy game or something like that. I am not playing this. Oh, SRPG is great. I isn't hate them. Dis- isn't Disguise 5, uh, is it a Vita game? PlayStation Vita game? It was, it was on, on the Vita, PS4 yeah. as well. It was on the PS4 as well. Because it, I it, I think that the, or from what I've seen on Twitter, a couple of people sharing stuff, um, trophies, PlayStation oh. trophies, pop on the Switch version <laughs> of Disguise <laughs> because it is a complete <laughs> port. Wow. So That's amazing. You, you do have trophies. On the Switch. Thanks, Disguise 5. So should I call Nintendo up and ask how I can link my Nintendo profile to my Sony profile so when my trophies pop, I can get the credit on my PSN? This is this is it. This is the big announcement. You're, you're both completely wrong. And they're going to announce the PlayStation-branded Nintendo PlayStation. And it's just going to essentially be uh, the Switch, but with the PlayStation... Oh. No, uh, they would never give up their branding. But what they're announcing is that they are they they've determined that the PSN is the network infrastructure that they're going to. Join. <laughs> oh my god! 
I'd of literally course, just Nintendo jump off a building. PSN, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd just end it Japan all. Japan Pride, man. Definitely. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I I can't say much more than you guys. I, I think you're 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 right with what you're saying. Um, I would like to see a little bit more from Mario Odyssey. Yeah, it'd be nice if they don't. So you, just it release... sounded like you said Mario Odyssey, like one word, and I really like that way more than Mario Odyssey. That Mario is what it's, they're changing it to. I've, I've I've asked them if they'll change it to that because I oh, can't yeah. say Mario Odyssey. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the uh, so, portmanteau game. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they need to show a little bit more of that. Splatoon mm, Two and Odd are fine, and they're being pushed at the moment. Splatoon is going to come out in the summer. Arms will follow soon after that. And I, I think Mario. Uh, will I think probably... Arms is before. Arms Ooh, is before. Is it? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Arms okay. is June. So they're they're both summer releases, and Mario. Mm. Is, is slated for this year. So you've got to imagine that hmm. that is their next big release after those two come out. So I yeah. think they need to just give us a little bit more. They might not give much. I think, I think they will. I think because like I think standard it'll, hmm. it'll be telling because they did say in their press release that they, they're going to focus on games that are out in 2017. But yeah. if Mario's not there, then, then it's delayed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So Good. Um, I suppose we can move on from Nintendo. If they're not going to do yeah, much more than the standard, yeah. then, um, Amiibo, then, yeah, Amiibo might be, you know, the surprise thing, but there's, there's, I want my Shy Guy Amiibo. Not, yeah, well, fair enough. I, I still only have the um, Ganondorf Amiibo, the Super Smash Brothers I, I, one. I have zero Amiibos. I'm still mm. not really sure. Sh- they're just like Skylanders. Yeah, yeah. So they there's a game, there's an thing. Amiibo game. Well, Is no, it? they they link up with lots of different games. Or so yeah. the Super Smash Brother ones, because uh, they've got an NFC chip in, they contain data. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you can take your amiibo round to your mate's house, put it when it was a Wii U function. I assume the same will be it will be the same for the Switch. But you can essentially put it on the pad on mm-hmm. the reader, and it will import your character, which you've saved onto the NFC chip. So you can play as your I don't know I don't know how. Smash Brothers your works. Thing. Your yeah. imported character, essentially. Um, apart from that, Ganondorf, I bought it because it's a badass little model. Figurine. Yeah. And I yeah, do just, enjoy just my like Lucy and I with the Dimensions character. Exactly. It's the same <laughs> as you guys have your, your Legos. I mean, I've been wanting a couple of the different um, Link statues that they brought out to go against my, my Ganondorf one. But I just haven't pulled the trigger on that because, you know, mm. babies eat money. So... I've got to feed my kid instead yeah. with I just think direct you should try coins feeding her food. and notes. That might be why she she's cranky. Oh, maybe maybe <laughs> that's why she's pissy all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, you are you you're know, shaking your glass. Did she prefer the old pound or the new pound coin? <laughs> the old pound. She was she was born, you know, when the old pound was still was still good currency. So it's got to be the old. I'm collecting them just to feed her. Um, mm. Beers number two. You're shaking your glass at me, Adam. Why don't you tell us what you're drinking? I am drinking. Dale's Pale Ale. It's a huge, voluminously hopped m- mutter of a pale ale. Oh, mother! Wow, that's that's the um. I was speaking about Dutch, and I pronounced mother like like the Dutch would. That's a huge, voluminously hopped mother of a pale ale. It is from Oscar Blues in Colorado, yeah, yeah. Oscar Blues, USA. Yeah. I always and see that, that one is... in the uh, pinner that they have as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm not. Too much of a fan of Oscar Blues, to tell you the truth. I've never had one of theirs. 
The, the, the Yanks rave about them, but oh wow, I, it's you, not what, it's not for me. You, Some of their beers, I've, I've tasted about three or four. You definitely get the hops right off of the cracking of the can. It's a nice. six point two percent. It's quite clear, quite carbonated. Very much in a um, an American style pale ale, it seems. Um, Where did you uh, for the for the beautiful people? That's a that's a good head as well. Yeah. For the beautiful mm. people listening out, where did you buy these beers? Me, me and Lucy have already said about Morrison's, but oh, you right, didn't. Oh, right, yeah. I bought them both at uh, the Tesco Extra on Church Road. Yep. Um, yeah. I quite yeah. like, I, I went into a Tesco's earlier to get a bit of lunch, and I quite like that even their tiny, tiny stores are stocking a decent range of craft beer. The, the one I yeah. went into, you know, had, had a couple of different beers from Four Pure... Um, Tesco's have stocked vocation for years. They had a few beers from them. You know, they've got their Brewdog range. Yep. It, it, it's nice that you can just pop into even just like a convenience supermarket store and, and you know, and, and still have a decent range of beer. Yeah, that's where I go. I spend about 10 quid, get about six beers. At yeah, his age, yeah. vocation, you say four pure. Mm. Uh, Stone, yeah. But Oscar, yeah. Oscar Blues, I think they do the one that Adil's got and... The Pinner, which I think is a Pilsner, so I've, I've okay. seen two, and then yeah. Nice, nice. How is the beer, Adam? Um, I haven't. There's a lot of head. There was a lot of carbonation. Yeah. Um, the it, it actually the hop smell that came right off of the crack is, is sort of gone in the nose. Um, it was quite smooth. Mm. Um, it's got a bit of a. It's a bit watery in in the um, finish, sort of, mm. and it's not that. It's sort of like the initial isn't that great. The mid is nice and bitter, but it sort of doesn't last very long. Yeah. So my first impression on one small sip through the head is sort of, oh, that's interesting. Oh, it's done. Um, okay. So it kind of left me wanting. Um, but sure. Uh, why don't you tell me about yours, and I'll continue having a few more sips and and seeing um, how it sure. sits. I'm still pouring mine because there's a, there's a little bit of head from what I'm pouring. Lucy, how's yours? What, what are you drinking second? I am drinking um, from Tempest Brewing Company um, called Ancho Dark Lager. And the text says, a cold fermented dark lager showcasing the mild and flavorful ancho chili, thus completing our holy trinity. Not the holy trinity is, but um, hmm. I've had a beer from Tempest. Um, it was a, I think it was a stout. It was either a stout or a porter, and it had um, ancho chilies in it, and it was wonderful. So um, this one I've never had before, but I saw ancho chilies in it, and I was like, yes, because those really complement like stouts and porters, give give a bit of heat to it, you know, mm. amongst the chocolate, you know. So yeah, nice, nice. We've had a couple of beers from Tempest on the podcast. Uh, I know they're a favourite of of Callum's as well, mm-hmm. um, and. They've always been really good. They're, they're, I don't think I've had a bad beer from Tempest at all. No, nothing. But it's interesting to have those those ancho chilies in because Adel and I had that. Was it One Mile End? Yeah, which I think was so. the ancho chili stout, which didn't sit very well, did it? Yeah, it didn't really. It didn't seem to be doing much except adding words on the label, if I recall correctly. Yeah, there was a little bit, oh. of, a little bit of heat, but it, it didn't didn't give the beer a sort of 
anything additional, really. How how is the Tempest, Lucy? Um, well, it pours. It looks exactly like a stout or a pour, yeah. like um, black, opaque, um, slightly brown fingerhead, I'd say. Mm. Um, smelling it, you get few spicy notes, um, a bit of chocolatey notes as well, um, a bit of coffee. Yeah. Tasting it, it's 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 very light. Not at all what you'd expect from its colour. Um, got really good drinkability. It's like, it's like not a thick or or dense at all, like a you know stout or porter. What it looks like because well, it is a lager, so it drinks a lot like that. But um, yeah, nice. um, I'll come back to you here because I'm not really feeling the chilies just yet. But maybe a sure. few more sips. But it just very much tastes. Um, you're getting the coffee notes and the uh, chocolate notes, much like a stout or a porter. Mm. The drinkability mm. of a lager. So it's, that's like interesting. Like a melange of all of them. We've yeah, we've you know, Adel's just had a beer that's kind of suggested it's two beers. Uh, you know, we've had a few black IPAs on the podcast, which have always been you know interesting beers. Maybe not not always fantastic. A couple of really mm. good ones, uh, but. It seems odd that you've got these almost like cross-style beers these days that kind of try and pick little bits or essentially they, they try and take the elements of what they want to make a, you know, super beer, I suppose, you know, trying to trying to get the qualities that they want and, and pull them all together. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see how that progresses with you and whether the yeah. tune does kick in. Yeah, I mean, um, just just after a while, like, you know, like a little bit of fizz and a little bit of mm. heat that you get when you like having a ginger beer. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. that's what it feels like um, at the end. So, oh. yeah, really nice aftertaste. You, you can feel the chilies. Um, like it's got that slow burn to it, so you may not nice. taste that... it straight away, but you can definitely taste that, and it gives a bit of depth and a bit of warmth to it as well. So, yeah, that's a really yeah. well made beer. It's it's really nice. Yeah, um, nice. But um, Tempest, they do good beer. Good, good. My second beer is it's not from the supermarket. I must profess. Um, I Sacrilege. picked up a um, beer fifty two box. They had a special offer on on a McKellar um, eight beer box, and actually, I only had to pay postage. So for eight beers, I think I paid six pounds, like five ninety five, wow. something like that. Um, had some good beers from McKellar. Had some okay beers um, but I saved this one which I, I had a quick look and it was the highest rated from the box that I bought so I thought I'd save it for the podcast and it is the McKellar American style India Pale Ale which I believe is just called 19 um, McKellar being a Belgian brewer they give you nothing on the label uh, interesting that a Belgian brewer does you know not your standard Belgian beers that they, they branch yeah. out to things like uh, you know American ales IPAs, things like that. Um, Flavour-wise, you don't get a huge amount on the nose at all. It's really light. Mm. And in the flavour, you kind of get, or in the taste at least, it's a little nutty. Mm. You don't have any... Mm. Second second sip. That's a really interesting flavour. It's a little bit of bitterness. I I think the... um, the New World IPA is kind of kicking in a little bit, perhaps. So it's mm. going to change a little bit as I drink it. Um, but that's really nice. Yeah. I uh, just want to say Mikko Danish. 
Oh, are they? Not Belgian. Belgian. Yeah, I think you said Belgian. Oh, they're Danish. Oh, they're Danish, are they? Yeah. Definitely says on this bottle, product of Belgian. They probably have a Belgian... Um, they've got Perhaps they do. Breweries all over the world. They've got one in Maybe California, the, yeah, I think. So. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, if they are Danish, this is just yeah. brewed uh, in Belgium. Ooh, yeah, they're ooh, huge, nice. though. <laughs> Which is amazing that you got eight beers for that cheap price, so... Because I that's assume. usually like 100 quid for eight years of I, I, I mean, I got a, a copy of a Ferment magazine with the box mm. as well, which had, which it was essentially just all about McKellar. So yeah. they're obviously having a big push into the UK market. Right. Yeah. Um, using Beer 52 to be able to do so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I will ruminate on this beer. Let's get back to E3. Microsoft. Adult. What do you want from Microsoft? What do I want? What do you what think I... they'll do? Uh, I think a little it's both. Um, I think it's going to be um, all all about the Scorpio. Um, mm. My worry is that it's going to be so much about the machine and all its capabilities, but not enough about games. I don't know if they've still learned their lesson that they just need to say, "Look at this amazing game! Look at this amazing game! Look at this amazing game!" These are the ones that come out of the Scorpio, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. So that that be my worry is that I think it'll be I know I know it's going to be very Scorpio wish and if not that's a problem obviously, but um, yeah I think it's it's going to be more details about the Scorpio and they're it's going to be on a pedestal there and they're going to show that they're actually playing on that unit and something will fuck up and, and I'll get fired. <laughs> um, but yeah to be honest I I don't know I mean they aren't as surprisey as they used to be so i don't think there there's going to be a couple maybe two games we haven't heard of possibly um mm. but i don't think i can't think i don't think there's gonna be like new ip being announced so it'll just be okay. i don't I, I think that they're gonna they're pushing too much on the hardware right now and that new ip is going to be announced by other people but not new microsoft ip especially because all they seem to be doing is closing down studios yeah yeah they do i mean you know closing down studios and severing ties with people like platinum cancelling scalebound yeah Yeah. i think they need to go big like you say on games they they really need to give a lot more on crackdown 3 i imagine there'll be another forza game they'll show off um you know do they yeah i think there'll be more gameplay um on on the Mm. the ones that are going to be out in the next let's say nine months but i don't think we're going to see much more information on other ones yeah it's it's going to be uh an odd one because they're in kind of this transition phase i suppose going from the xbox one up to the scorpio and scorpio is slated for holiday of this year right yeah Yeah. so i would imagine and i would i would like to see a release date a price and that to almost be about it on Scorpio and for it to just be about games, but for all of those games to be shown, to be running on Scorpio, for them to yeah. really push the tech, but through the games. And I think you're right. I don't think they'll, they'll push any new IP, but they should push all of their old IP. They should push the games mm. that have been um, touted for coming out on the new IP, uh, sorry, on the new console. Yeah. But 
it's kind of they need to kind of do a bit of a balancing act, don't they? They got to give some information on Scorpio, mm. but they've got to give information on games. That's always been their their downfall for the last few years is they just don't quite give you enough on what you're going mm. to be playing. Last year was a lot of information about a console which was still a long way off. And it wasn't really quite well. It was just like a little snippet at the end. I think, yeah. As you say, console talk did, you know, it was majorly a part of last year, but I think that was with the Xbox One S. Like, oh, yes, the design lab with the controllers and Elite was the year before, wasn't it? And Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Lucy? As a, I suppose, primarily Xbox person it, 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 i think person. they're the hardest to read this year i think nintendo are you know gonna just fly under the radar and just be very predictable sony are going to try and be unpredictable but i think i can predict quite a few titles that are going to be revealed <laughs> we'll but, come to um, that one in a minute yeah we'll come to them but um yeah i think microsoft are the ones with the ability to surprise the most because yeah, definitely. all I'm all I imagine is that they're gonna re reveal crackdown. Um mm-hmm. yeah. show state of decay state of decay too. Yes. And more Sea of Thieves. I agree with you too. I don't think there's I think people are gonna be like this is it. Ten new IP are gonna be, you know, revealed at the Xbox conference. I don't think people realise how hard it is making games, especially with not many studios. I mean, even before the closures of like Lionhead and you know some of the indie ones they had and stuff like that. I think even prior to that, Microsoft have never had a lot of studios anyway. Mm. Not mm. In, not nearly as many as Nintendo or Sony. So I think just to magic up a studio and a new IP, I think that's. I think people are hoping for too much. Um, in terms of Scorpio. I mean, everything that Phil Spencer's been saying, you'd imagine that he wouldn't spend too much time on it. And he's more focused on games. But when I don't see them announcing many new IP or anything like that, what else would fill that hour, hour and a half other than tech talk? But to be fair, I think, you know, like they might spend some time talking about, you know, updates to like Xbox Live and services and stuff like that which is always interesting to me like um like safe games pass introduced at e3 that would have been interesting to me just to know what these other services are but i don't see them no i kind of see microsoft as having a a, a little bit of sort of a third party push as well um you know we got a lot of um, battlefield one info last year from microsoft because they partnered with ea for that because Call of Duty had jumped across to, to Sony. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of see a little bit of maybe Star Wars Battlefront 2 being there. I think I think that's... Is that not aligned with Sony? I thought that Ooh. was aligned with Sony. Yeah. Is it? I know, I, yeah, Ooh. I'm sure it is. Um, yeah, that would be I'm, a, I'm sure it is. shit. So I see what's, Assassin's what's Creed the big shooter? <laughs> what's the big shooter coming out on, on Xbox this year? Who, who are they tied to? No idea. Because, you know, they've always had a it very big first-person shooter, you know, base. But, but Bethesda don't really align with anyone. I think they aligned with sort of Xbox in, with Fallout 4, but that is that was more to do with, like, the mods and stuff, wasn't it? 
Not like the mod it school was. first to Xbox. Yeah, it was. I just I see Assassin's Creed maybe Far Cry. Mm-hmm. I think I'd guess it's just Ubisoft titles because Sony have got everyone else wrapped up, which yeah, is a smart yeah. thing to do. So. I, yeah, imagine a lot um, of, I imagine a lot of Xbox users uh, are currently crying at the um, reveal of Far Cry 5. But it would be interesting to see <laughs> what they do on stage at the Microsoft <laughs> conference. Yeah, um, it, it's, it, you make a good point there, though, because like, even if Sony had nothing else to show, people will go absolutely batshit crazy for like new Star Wars Battlefront, mm. whatever the hell it's called, the single-player stuff, like... Whereas not many people are going to go that crazy for Assassin's Creed, are they? <laughs> no, no. There's definitely Assassin's Creed fatigue in the yeah. industry as a whole. Um, but yeah, it's, it's scary times. But if you were only gaming on Xbox, then it's concerning times. But mm. I don't know. I think, you know, Scorpio could be something very exciting. Crackdown could definitely. be. State of Decay 2 could be. So we'll see. Uh, Adol, have you got any final thoughts on Microsoft? Um, no, no, I think Lucy's covered it and, and we've yeah. touched it all. I think, um, I also think the one thing I was going to say is I'm not sure how much they want to be in first party IP given what's happened. Yeah. And mm. the fact that the, uh, Scorpio is moving towards, so PC is actually growing as a market. They're making yeah. the Xbox platform more PC friendly. I, I, I want, I'm honestly not, wouldn't be surprised if they just sort of, don't touch first party and, and slowly continue phasing that out until they can't squeeze any more money out of whatever they have. And then that's it. Like when people stop buying Forza, they won't try anymore. And then they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. really just push the platform and get people on the platform. And and the fact that like, hey, what, you know, all your Steam games, you can play on this thing as well would be amazing, mm. right? And yeah. I don't think that's what the Scorpio is, but I think that's where they're aiming, right? Scorpio is uh, essentially uh, for, for, a Steam box. Forza yeah. 7, by the way, that'll be shown. So, yeah, yeah. That'll be shown off in the tech. But, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, it, if if you're Microsoft, you're not really bothered if people buy your games on PC or Xbox getting mm, the money either the way. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what they're, I don't know. We'll see. If it will be very interesting just to see what their whole, you know, approach is going forward in terms of the Xbox platform. Because, Everything, what it looks like now is that they're growing it with, you know, all these updates and stuff like that. It doesn't seem like it's some, it's going to go anywhere, but if you haven't got the games to support it, I mean, I don't know, it's quite strange. Are you just relying completely on, like, one or two first-party games a year and nothing else? Or mm. I mean, maybe that's their business strategy, and it's working. Xbox is still selling, so... It is, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll finish Xbox chat by just saying I'd love to see a new Age of Empires, but we're not going to see it. So Sony, <laughs> we'll move on to Sony, who I think for the last few years have have just nailed yeah, the, the, the conference. Whether they've, you know, last year there was a lot of games shown which haven't been released, which is oh, always the way for Sony. Six years, but you exactly, know, you, you always get There's an orchestra. You, you get a lot of trailers. <laughs> you get a lot of gameplay reveals. You know, they they really focused on Days Gone uh, uh, last year, which I think they'll do again this year. I think Days Gone is mm. going to be one of those games they're really going to push this year. But you know, the God of Wars, Last of Us Two, which wasn't E3 last year, that was re- revealed at PSX, um, which was only about six months ago. 
but I think you're going to see a lot of games from Sony which you won't actually have in your hand and be able to yeah. play for a couple of years. If I see any more of Jeff Stranding, I will hmm. be genuinely annoyed. <laughs> if I see any of The Last of Us 2, because that's not coming out for four years, no. I will be genuinely annoyed. I will be annoyed. It's like, don't. Just don't. It's like, because you'll just be doing what every other publisher in the business is doing, where it's showing their hand too early. People are like, where is it, where is it, where is it? Oh, we have to show more gameplay to keep this relevant. Where is mm. it, where is it? And mm. people just get bored by it when it gets delayed six times, like Uncharted. Like, I think that, I honestly believe that's why Uncharted didn't win Game of the Year last year. Because it was just, they showed their best set piece, and it's like people are just bored of the, you know, the hype and the all of that, and it doesn't come out. So I'll, I'll be annoyed, but... Um, I'll quickly say what I think is going to happen. I think Bloodborne 2 and oh, yeah, whatever Sucker right. Punch are doing and stuff like um, Days Gone, God of War, Spider-Man. Mm. What's the mm. other game from Quantic Dream? That one. Uh, they should, won't get release uh, dates. Detroit? Detroit. Yeah. They won't get release dates. Not not one of them this year. It would be... I think they need to. They almost need to pull um, what they did with The Last Guardian. and they For some of those, they do need to give a date. They've got to. But... I think the last part, Guardian was just an on-running joke, so they kind of had no, it to. Was, but it was. They but, did but have I see to as th- they've got Destiny, they've got Star Wars. Yeah. They don't need to release anything this year, and I don't think they will again, which is kind of annoying. But uh, it I, works I, for them. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, echo what you said, and they're gonna concentrate on Call of Duty, World War Two. I think it will reveal that Modern Warfare Two will be a, a, a pack-in. Modern Warfare 2 Remastered will be a pack-in with that. Destiny 2, yes. Oh, I don't think you're right on that. Do not? No, they did say that sometime in the summer they'd be selling Modern Warfare 2 by itself. Ooh, did they? Also, I also think that that even for... You mean a pack-in as in um, like a... Like a console pack-in, or yeah, like, no, 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 like like last year to to be able to play uh, Modern Warfare Remastered, you had to buy the yeah. ex, uh, like a special edition Infinity War. Oh, sorry, you said Modern Warfare Two with World War Two. Is that so, sorry? So I, I that. think yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, World War Two will be Modern Warfare Two Remastered. Packed. In. I imagine but, there'll be enough goodwill around Call of Duty World War Two that they won't need to have the pack-in as incentive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But who knows? I don't know, it's Activision. I love money. Sure. I'm looking forward to that, and I don't really... I've never really gotten into Call of Duties. Um, I'm curious. I, uh, um, I think it'll be good, just you, like every other Call of Duty yeah, campaign. Yeah. It's like people hate on it, but it's like... There's it's a reason. Good, dumb it, fun, it, you know? But you've got to think it's going to feature heavily for Sony during the conference because of their their sort of new ties. You know, they, they linked mm. with them last year for, for Infinite Warfare. And that, I assume that relationship is continuing for this game as well. Well, they have to because Activision don't have their own, you know, conference, do they? So it's like, mm. they're like Sony, come on, you know, can yeah, we well, sign those deals? you got yeah, to show they, at least 10 minutes of our game. Yeah, they tie themselves mm. to either Sony or Microsoft, don't they, to be able to, to yeah. reveal what's uh, exactly what they're working on. Um, I suppose, you're, like you said, Lucy, you're going to see a couple of, of things from, you know, maybe a bit more God of War, maybe a, a bit more Spider-Man, which kind of seems slightly more fleshed out than any of the other games, which I, might be a little bit know. sooner it, than some of I the other games. It, I'm not convinced any of them are near, you know? 
yet to being released. I don't know. It's, it I didn't even get they, a title for that Spider-Man game. all their things mm. out this year and now don't have much That's to it. Sorry, <laughs> people. We'll see you next year. <laughs> they're, not, they're not shackled almost as Microsoft are by having to discuss any new hardware. They don't have to spend any time on any new hardware, so it can all be games. And what is normally Sony's low point of their E3 conferences, they talk about their services, you know, whether that was PlayStation yeah. Now, things like that, which kind of people don't really care about, but they give a little bit of lip service to during E3. Remember Dreams? I do. That, you know, <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, right. They're going to announce officially that we shut in Media Monocle because <laughs> it wasn't working. <laughs> I'm just going to announce it on stage. But well, you can change your PSN name. It's, and it's, everyone's going to love them. They'll never announce that. No, no fucking way. Uh, Dreams <laughs> kind of seems like it's a nightmare. more of a, well, <laughs> it, it's, it's actually more of a developer tool. Yeah. It kind of seems that it's one of these things that they've got Media Molecule to do that they can then just offer up to everybody else to have mm. a, a bit more of a tool set, essentially. And, and Dreams is, you know, kind of like a game creator tool set for the, the public, almost. Yeah, but whatever engine that's running on isn't will be completely different to whatever engine other studios want to run on. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I'm worried about Media Molecule, but we'll see. Well, you you say about Death Stranding, they've they've picked their engine, haven't they? And they're going with um, Horizon the Zero Dawn's one, yeah. Gorilla's yeah. engine. So yeah. we might see a little bit more running on that engine. God's sake! Go away, Kojima! <laughs> just Go just away. to drag you down, just to drag yeah. you down. Um, Adol, how about you, man? What 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 else do you think Sony going to um, show? What do you want from Sony? I'd love to hear um, more first-party exclusives, just more about games like they did last year. I just don't think it's really going to happen because I, I don't think there's a lot of games on their docket. Mm. Um, I think they're going to try and say something about the PS Pro, but I actually think they won't say much because they don't want people comparing the two. Sure. Um, what about PSVR? I mean, you've got one. Do you think that? I was just going to so, say that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the one thing that I think that the, it it it'll go either way. If they don't say much about the PSVR, then it it has gone the way of the move. Um, okay. And the Vita. Yeah, I just Viva didn't want to say that because I like the Vita. Um, <laughs> of course, that does mean that in about five years they'll come up with a new system which will make use of the hardware in some new way. If it's yeah, on the way yeah. of the move. Um, uh, I, I am hoping that they'll say more, but it really, from just watching the store and stuff, it seems like the be- what they've been encouraging people to do is like the, what they did with RE7, which is like extra mode. If you have a PSVR, there'll be the one scene or one part of the game which is slightly more gimmicky. Um, and I'm, I'm really disappointed in that. Um, but again, I think that has a lot to do with developers actually wanting to do the thing Mm. and even on the pc market there's game developers have been pretty shy outside of the ones who already had made things for the vive and oculus that ported them to psvr a a lot there's not a lot of first party vr full-fledged games on on the playstation and i think it's because the the ecosystem's just not there i think developers still aren't sure if people they're they're so, so expensive for people to 
get into it, let alone the fact that it's split three, four ways, five ways, depending on how you count things. And and really the coolest things in VR that um, are, are the experiences, and no one wants that on the PSVR. It's a gaming console. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Oh, a bit of a bum note to finish on. <laughs> Game. Lucy, we're going to show Lucy. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. Lucy, pick us up with one final <laughs> thought. Spider-Man, yes, good. Spider-Man, good. all you need. A yeah. bit more, bit more Dad of War would be nice. Um, so, beers. Adel, out of the two that you've had, your Swedish wolf man and your um, dad's blue ribbon. No, it wasn't that, was it? Abe's pale ale. Someone's Dale's pale ale. Pale ale. Dale's it's actually the closest ale. white guy name to my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's also Does that make it three the rhymes. best one? No. Well, maybe. I've been called Dale before. Oh, dear. Um, which which out of the two beers did which did you like from the two? Um, I think uh, I think I'm going to go with the Wolf Warning Double Brew Lager or the Wolfman beer, as Ben likes to call it affectionately. Yep. I'm sure. Um, despite the fact that I said it was sort of an uh, you know an interesting but very lagery lager, it's more interesting than this pale ale. Um, the okay. Dale's pale ale didn't really grow on me. Um, it has a bit of a wet but bitter finish. But the actual tastes are sort of, um, you know, aren't, aren't anything exciting. Um, it, it's just Fair enough. sort of sadly disposable in that way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's the Swedes, not the Americans. Nice. Lucy, how about you? You had the Northern Monk uh, New World IPA and you had the Tempest. Yeah. Um, dark Lager. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very close for me. Um this is probably one of the closest um, decisions I've had since being on the podcast. Uh, I'd, I'd just say um, probably the Northern Monk World IPA, just for something completely superfluous reason, um, just because I drank it quicker, <laughs> just because it's easier to drink, you know, it's a nice IPA, but the Tempest is really nice. Um, I've still got like that heat from the ancho chilies just on my throat and in my stomach and it's a real nice comforting lager mm. um, it reminds me a lot of the rough magic that Tempest also do which also uses ancho chilies and that's yeah. another great beer but I'll just say for today New World IPA nice nice uh, I think I'm going to echo that the uh, the 19 from McKellar is nice little mm. piney nice bitterness to it but it is very much sort of a standard um American IPA. There's not a huge amount more going on. And I suppose I swing towards the, the, the Northern Monk just because there's a, a lovely tropical flavour to it. It's you know, it's very refreshing. It's very easy to drink. It's 6.2%. You could mistake it for a session beer very easily. It's it's just a good, good beer. And yeah, I'm happy excellent. that it's solid. now in yeah solid. I'm happy that it's now in four packs in Morrison's for like six quid, something like yeah. that. Like it's like one pound fifty a can, which wow, is absolutely really ridiculous yeah. for this kind of beer. Uh, so I'm going to jump on that one this week, and I'm probably going to Morrison's tomorrow to buy some more because it's my day off. Why Yay! not take my day off, buy some beers? Yay! Anyway, that is us for another week. 
we're going to tell you how we can contact each of us to talk to us about all of these different things. Ado, how do people chat to you? Um, you can catch me on all of the things at the Omniarch, T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H. Uh, I'm becoming a little more active on the Insta, um, uh, but mostly it's well, Twitter uh, and Let's Play Games. So uh, Steam, PSN, Xbox, and I don't know my Switch code, but if you message me on something, I'm sure I could find it out. But I only nice. have Breath of the Wild, so I can't really play it with you. I should just point out that Let's Play Games is a completely different website. Anyway, <laughs> Lucy, how do people get hold of you? Um, just hit me up on Twitter, beerresistible underscore. Um, every Tuesdays between 9 and 10 um, is what we call the craft beer hour. So Ooh. use hashtag craft beer hour and talk to me about some beers every Tuesday. Nice. So, yeah. oh, cool. Getting involved with craft beer hour. Mm. Excellent. Bet to you two to do that today as well. Yes, I did. I have signed up for the sample pack that Craft Beer Hour do occasionally send out to very lucky people. Good. Uh, and Good. I know from listening to the uh, Beer O'Clock show that they are hosting Craft Beer Hour in uh, maybe next week, maybe the week after, in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, this week it's wild weather ale. Yeah. Picked up two cans of that. Nice, nice. nice. Yeah, speak to me about that. Definitely something to get involved with. It, it, definitely something to get involved with if you enjoy the beery side of our podcast um, I'm at Nova underscore 47 the podcast is at tanked up underscore cast you can email us tanked up at gmail no tanked up cast at gmail dot com we've got a Facebook page we've got a YouTube page and as always we are part of the Out of Lives network you should go to outoflives.net look at all the articles and listen to all the different podcasts that are going on Adol you appear on lots of those podcasts on occasion Lucy you're going to be on Out of Rupees so, we're on everything in Out of Lives. You will hear us everywhere. But for another week, we've been tanked up. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao. Welcome to Tanked Up. How did I forget that you always say welcome to Tanked Up and not hello? I was so thrown off. <laughs> I have one of these. Who else has one of these? Lucy has one. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a completely different beer, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. I, I want to know what they actually I couldn't get down to Morrison's, but it's Swedish. Yeah.